I wish I had been recording for that good goof. <laughs> I'm sure you'll have others. It's far from your last. You're full of them. You are, if anything, comprised of them, so. I am 100% goof. Yep. Um, I was workshopping one earlier, by which I mean I had the thought of it in the shower. <laughs> okay. Which was like, oh, what's your New Year's resolution? Mine is to be vegan, but I've got all these hams. Ah, that is pretty good. Um, don't worry. I'm sure we have, like, listeners who will consume the hams. The thing is, like, it can either be logically, like, internally consistent or it can be funny. I can't usually achieve both Mm -hmm. at the same time. So, unfortunately, this is what you get. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, it's charming. Aw, jeez, thanks. Um, so, what is this? What is what? What is this thing? Oh, um, Welcome to the Hamsteak Podcast. I was waiting for you to just introduce it, like, because you Sorry, introduce I forgot, it. Sorry, I forgot how it goes. It's okay. Welcome to the Hamsteak Podcast. It's the podcast where we read Homestuck and tell you about it. My name's Alex, and I haven't read Homestuck before. And my name's Lydia, and I super have. And this week, we are doing pages 5,033 through pages 5,138. My god, those sound impressive when you say 5,000 instead of, like, 5033. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, even if, so, this comic starts on page, like, 1901, so we're still on, like, page, what, 3,900-something? 2,900-something? Uh-huh. Some ridiculous number. What's 5,000 minus 2,000? It's 3,000 minus, well, plus a little bit. So we're on, like, page 3,100-ish of actual comic the, f- the, the numbers with the 5,000s, we haven't talked about this in a while, and y'all probably know this by now, but um, they're the just the code that's in the URL, but, like, Homestuck starts after, I think, Problem Sooth and some other stuff, so that stuff is all numbered in the URLs as well. So it hasn't been 5,000 pages, but it sure it certainly has been, like, 3,000, which mm-hmm. is a lot of pages of comic to draw. Thank you, Andrew Hussey. And it's also a lot of pages for us to read. Thank you for coming along on this ride. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, wait. I am recording. That was a fun heart attack. All right. So. Good. <laughs> um, so we start off today with uh, WV in his station, and he's sad because the Windy Boy is dead. Right, because remember last week he saw, so John went God tier, but you come at, you come out God tier like wherever your dream self was. So he just kind of, as far as the windy, as far as WV knows, he just saw John's regular self die, and that mm. was very sad. And now he wants to leave, but he can't. He hits he hits the escape button on the keyboard, but um, the power's out in his station. Right. Yeah, he's been watching on his little TVs, and now he is stuck with his little TVs. Uh, and he's sort of going through his options here. Uh, he has a ring. He has the queen's ring, 
which he is quite certain is of no use to him and has absolutely no power except to glow a little bit, which is obviously not, it's not the case. It's, it's a very Mm -hmm. powerful, it's a very powerful. And then he thinks about this nuclear rock that he ate like a while ago, like. So he says he ate it earlier in the day, though it feels like it was more than a year ago. Yeah, I think it was one of the first things we saw this character do Mm -hmm. in the comic. Because he was introduced as a hungry boy. Pretty much, yeah. Right, he ate all those cans. (laughs) Yep. Um, What else? Uh, So that's that's pretty much all there is for that. We just find out that he's stuck. And then uh, Jade Jade is getting ready to throw herself a white Christmas even though it is April because she's on the land of frost and frogs and there's snow for the first time in her life. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't even like white Christmases. She just wants to uh, participate in one. Right. Which I, I found endearing, I guess. It yeah. was a nice little, nice little character moment to remind you that, oh yeah, like she's lived on a tropical island her whole life, and she feels disillusioned by the image of White Christmas pepper pe- perpetu- pepper pepper perpetuated by the media, pe- pepperage farmed by the media, mm-hmm. pepper potsed by the media, pepper pepper pantsed, rubber baby buggy bumper, um. <laughs> So, Jade and the narrator, uh, like, the narrator is just telling Jade's thoughts in this, like, panel page, and they make the point that, um, like, Jade is thinking about how she's not sure it's actually relevant to celebrate Christmas anymore, because she's not sure that Jesus Christ is relevant anymore, because all of humanity has been destroyed. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna, I'm not really interested in, like, having that theological conversation, but it's one that you might be interested in having with your friends and family and internet circles, so, I don't know. Just okay. putting it out there. I thought it was interesting that the Nazi would even think to write it, so. Yeah. Then she makes the Kringle fucker. <laughs> Which is a, um, <laughs> Sweetburn Hella Jeff style Christmas tree. Yes. Um, and Dave is helping her out here. Fuck, it's so good! The Kringle fucker is so... Oh my gosh. So, uh, my favorite Homestuck weapon, still and forever, is the Wrinkle fucker. <laughs> I can't even say it. Do you guys remember the Wrinkle fucker? Alex, do you remember the Wrinkle fucker? Remind me. So, it's, like, way, 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 way back. I think it's, like, Act 2, and John is, like, alchemizing all these, like, super cool new weapons, um, and he makes, he, he, he mixes his, um, hammer with an iron, and he makes... Oh, yeah. And it's this awesome panel, and he's, like, clutching it like the Yes Baby, and it just says, you make the wrinkle fucker. Like the yes baby? Like the, like, hell yeah baby with his little fist. Oh. Yeah. You mean the, like, successful baby meme? Yeah. Okay, I hadn't thought about that in years. (laughs) Me neither, really. I think the image just came to mind. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Then there's there's this, this, this joke. 
Wait, that's what you were going to talk about, right? Yeah. So, the next thing Dave helps her make is a a conk suck boot, <laughs> which just is like a degradation of like it sucks cock because it's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, which whatever. It's because it's a shitty JPEG boot. Uh, and so Dave's like, is this conk sucky enough? And Dave's like, this is the conk suckiest piece of fucking shit that I ever s- still somehow qualified as a boot. And he's like, you know, you just know that immigrants are responsible. And he spells immigrants with one M. For some reason. Um, and then... Jade's like, oh, well, I'm not even sure I'm a technically a U.S. citizen. And Dave's like, yeah, see what I mean? Is and it? Like, is the joke bad? I don't know. It just is doesn't... It bad? I don't think it's funny. Because... Yeah. I mean, the, well, the joke is that immigrants make bad products, I guess. Yeah. Or, like, are, like, low-wage workers. Yeah. Uh, which isn't funny. And then Jade's just like, oh, I don't even know if I'm a U.S. citizen. And that's just like a little bit of character flavor that doesn't matter because the U.S. isn't relevant anymore. Right. Um, I don't know. I think it just really falls flat and is poorly conceived. It is. I think it's very funny if, if, like, an immigrant's joke isn't like, is just funny to you. Like, if you if you don't critically examine that, if that doesn't, like, rub you the wrong way, then yeah, it is kind of a funny setup, because I can remember laughing at this back in, like, 2010. Oh, oh yeah. But, like, yeah, now I read it, and I'm like, oh, oh. Yeah. Aw. There's also a Sweet Bro and Hella Jeff on that page. Um, it's not good. I didn't even click it. I didn't notice. Oh, I think it's probably, I want to say, most notable for number one. I don't remember which one's which, but the red shirt one um, is trying to be Santa. He's like, shit, let's be Santa. And he tries to... That's my cat. Hello, cat. Messing with things. Which cat? The orange one. It's Phoebe. Hi, Phoebe. She's about to go get herself stuck in the sandbox Max got stuck in this morning. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Any minute now. I mean, they don't get stuck, stuck. It's one of those, like, they get in, and then they have a little predicament. Yep, she's in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like about twice as high as they are, but they're cats, so they can just jump right out, because they're amazing. Um, but Wait, it takes them an, a while. Is this an indoor sandbox? It's not. Oh, sorry. It's not a sandbox. It's just a cardboard box. Oh. Oh, yeah. In the same box. Oh, I thought it said sandbox. Those are my, my flat vowels. Sandbox. Sandbox. It's Sam's box. The same the same box. Sam. Oh. Because I raise all my vowels up to the front of my mouth. Sam. And way in the back of it. Wait. Okay. The same box. Sam. The same Weird. box. Sandbox. All my vowels sound like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> and she, boy, you know, you guys should should have seen it. She just, it's amazing. They just hop right out and then they loop down like like Lady Rainicorn. <laughs> oh my god! Like a bloop. That's great visuals. Thanks. Um, now there is an extended 
alchemy sequence. Yep. It's, we're going to recount it, because I thought that this reading was going to be more involved than it was. So I thought we'd kind of skip <laughs> over it and just do highlights, but except there's, m- like, more stuff in this than I... There's less stuff in this than I thought, so... Here's okay. Some, here's, we can talk about them, like, all our little notes. Okay, so her main ingredient here is her lunch top, which is a lunchbox laptop. Mm-hmm. Which I forget if that was something she alchemized before, or she just had it from the beginning. That one I think she's had from the very start. Yeah. Um, so first she makes some, she tries to make some earmuffs out of, um, a copy of Rose's headband and some cotton ball, and a cotton ball image she draws. Uh, but it just turns into, like, a big cotton ball with the, like, the headband, like, on top of it. Yep. So it's just, like, this weird, useless ball. Mm-hmm. So she just draws head mu- earmuffs, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Then she combines those and makes lunch muffs. Which, ew! Ew! <laughs> ew! I mean, there isn't lunch, like, coating the inside. No, no, it's just this, the, the... So, are you aware that there's, um... I didn't think of that until now. Yeah! <laughs> That's not, like... Yeah, that isn't, like, common parlance here. It's not really here either. I'm not actually sure. I think it's only common parlance in people who are going out of their way to make innuendos. Hmm. So is it the same with beaver? Uh, yeah. Because here here it's not innuendo at all because beavers are culturally relevant to the animals. So like it just, that term like is just not slang for anything? Yeah, I wouldn't have known if How I Met Your Mother hadn't made a joke about it. Hmm. That it was ever slang. Because if, if you say the word beaver, I just think of it the animal. I gotta say, it only ever comes up when people are making really gross... It's it's like the other one. It only comes up when people are making gross jokes. Okay. Or, like, songs with, like, deliberate, like, wordplay innuendo. Or, like, dads. Gotcha. Yeah. Because it's, like, kind of dated. Nobody really talks about it anymore. Normally, like, if if I were talking about, like, I saw a beaver at the park or something, like, nobody would go, like, (laughs) because they're not eight years old or 58 years old. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yep. Makes sense. So, so Jade has this, um, ghost image of a robot from the... 1985 film Short Circuit, and she wants to do something with it. But she doesn't even know what this robot's deal is, because she's never seen this dumb movie. It's true. Which, yeah, me, me neither. Me neither. I think I've definitely heard of it before. I may have only heard about it in this comic. I don't know. It sounds like it was kind of a B-movie. Um, I think I've heard it referenced several times in my Bim Bam. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah, it's possible. That, like, weird vein of pop culture that I kind of missed because I'm slightly too young. Yeah. Um, but, so she has this thing. It, it basically looks like the Mars rover, honestly. Looks a whole lot uh, like Curiosity. Kind of like a taller Wally. Yes, like a tall Wally. Tolly. That's what they call him. No, his name's Johnny Five. And 
she combines it with a laptop, or with her, her lunch top, so it becomes a, uh, an alive robot, which is useless, because it just goes around asking what it is or something. Just, like, useless. Yeah, she tries to make a laptop out of it, but it instead just makes a Johnny that is themed of her lunchtop, and so that's not super helpful. And then, yeah, like, yeah, it just, like, it wants to, like, read books and stuff. It wants to, like, learn about itself. And, like, I read the synopsis of the movie, and at some point it, like, so it's one of, like, five of these robots programmed by the army to, like, I guess something, something nukes, something, something Cold War. And Mm -hmm. I don't Then it gets hit by lightning and becomes self-aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it gets up to zany antics. Like, it goes, it's, when it's back in the research facility, it reprograms three other, like, prototypes that came before it to be the Three Stooges. (laughs) Okay. Isn't that terrible? Yeah, I can see potential in there. Like, it's kind of like, okay, so if this movie is about, like, the ethics surrounding, like, artificial sentience, like, fine. But then, like, it's, that very thing is played for a goof. Yeah. So... What is the 1985 film Short Circuit even trying to say? Hmm? I don't think it was trying to say anything. I don't think it was either. I think it was trying to say, you should come to the movie theater and give us your money. Yeah. And laugh at this robot. Um, but, so she really wants to make some cool stuff, so then she goes, and did you know that Jade's good at drawing? Because she is. Hmm. Because she goes and she draws a picture because what she's doing is she's drawing pictures of all this stuff, and she has this... She has There's apparatuses. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> there's apparatuses, and she's able to draw things and have them, like, be created as long, you know, within reason. So she goes and she draws one of the suits of armor in her house, um, and then she combines it with some other stuff. Yeah, and it's an Iron Man suit, and she says... You have secretly wondered whether your grandpa was actually Iron Man in, in his younger years. It would explain so many things, including why this armor is here. Yeah, because that's definitely why there's a bunch of medieval armor around your... I thought it was just like a funny little throwaway line. It is definitely. The suit is called the Iron Last suit, and I just find it inc- extremely charming. And I- Yeah, <laughs> but she decides to uh, wear something less cumbersome and copyrighted. Yeah, good choice, Andrew Hussey. This is, like, before I think he knew that it would, like, blow up ridiculously either, so, like... Oh, man. Yeah. It was getting there, though. It was getting... In fact, it had blown up pretty big, um, but, like, not... Oh, you mean Homestuck. I thought you meant the Iron Man movies. Oh, that too. But, yeah, it was. It was only 09. I'm gonna look up the Iron Man movie release chronology. Iron Man... Films. Iron Man films. On Wikipedia. Show me them. Iron Man, 2008 film. Iron Man 2, which was released when? Tell me when. April 26, 2010. Okay. So, there had only been one Iron Man. Can you imagine? A world before Iron Man? God. This was in the but days I... before the Joss Whedon-directed hit film, The Avengers. Wait, did he directed it, or did he, did he write it? He directed it. He directed it. Okay, I got it right. 
I keep getting bits of film trivia correct, and, like, I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> um, so Jade makes a cute blue dress. It's super cute, you guys. It's called The Dress of Eclectica, and it's per- Jade is such a good character! God! Like, Andrew Hussey is- it's Andrew Hussey, and we've seen how he writes. So why is he able to make this, like, very endearing, very genuine and three-dimensional 13-year-old girl character? How is he doing it? I don't know. I- yeah. Um. It's really cute. It's got ruffles, but not in, like, a cutesy way. In, like, a, you can totally tell that Jade, like, super digs them. You know what? I, here, I'm going to show you what it reminded me of. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. We're opening the message. How do you pronounce that? I say Brion. Oh. It's... One of the new, basically like the War Turtle equivalent, hmm. like the middle starter, and it's adorable. Yep, it's the best Pokemon ever. It really Maybe is. Not. It it's super sweet. If you go down a few lines, you'll see what it evolves into. The mermaid seal one. Oh. With long hair. Yes. Which is like super cool. It is very pretty. It's such a good starter Pokemon. Yeah. And then it turns into a beautiful seal thing. Yeah. What a good. Yeah. What a good Pokemon. Ew, I saw one that has boobs. Yeah, you, you just close it when you see that. <laughs> uh, there's also several, though, that are, like, stuff about it being a boy. So... Yeah, like, don't worry. It's okay. People, the the people freak out when a Pokemon is uh, gendered, coded as female. Yeah, uh. even though it's like it's got like like it's just male and females of the species, right? And so people, yeah, freak out about that because they're. Imp- Childish. Yeah, Childish anyway, Gambino really hates when they yeah, it's, gender. It's specifically Donald Glover. Just like can't can't get complexity in the Pokemon games of gender straight. I messed that sentence up. Um, Jade. Jade made Jade made a gun. Oh no! Wait. For she makes. These are important. She makes CompuSooth Junior CompuSooth Specta goggles. They are horrifying. They are. Mag- crystal ball, magic eight ball, swirly, hoogly googly, computer lending glasses. Yeah. Um, that make and, her eyes red. Ah! She's like, you can never have too many cool computers, because at this point she has like four. Yeah, so then she makes a computer shoes, and she makes a computer jacket, and she's got this, mm-hmm. these earmuffs and stuff. So she's got earmuffs, like, glasses... Shoes, jacket, there's a fifth one in there somewhere. I think she just has her lunch top with her, so there's five. Um, she has, At the end, she has seven. Yeah, there's like a bunch. <laughs> so then she makes a... <laughs> she grabs her midnight crew and she crosses it with her rifle and makes the girl's best friend. 
Which is a big old machine gun type thing. Yeah, it's just a big, big old... We don't know about guns, so they're it's all just kind of gun. <laughs> it, yeah, it's got the thing on the front. The, the clip. Uh, I think. Sure. The thing that curves outward on the front. Then and she, it's got, like, the bullets inside. So, she makes she makes this thing... I can't answer that. I'm sorry. That is one thing that I will not Google. I will Google just about anything. On- you will not Google gun? <laughs> I can't. Dark Google, show me gun. <laughs> Why does that joke still work? The thing is, there's two jokes there. <laughs> It's the dark Google and the gun joke. Uh, it's <laughs> it's gun. I need to tweet that. Dark Google, show me gun. Did you tweet it? Mm-hmm. You did it? Mm-hmm. Dot leaf no. Crunch. Leaf. Twitter. Dark Google, show me gun. I can't think of anything snarky to tweet back to you, but like... Uber, but for St. Bernard's and the barrel is full of coffee and you can drink the coffee... And pet the dog? Why does Uber have a barrel? No, the St. Bernard has a barrel. Why does it have a barrel? Because it's the dog that has a barrel around its neck. Oh. You know? Okay, sure. Do you know this or not? I mean, like, I know St. Bernard's. Why do they have barrels? Because they rescue people in avalanches and they have a barrel of, like, brandy to keep you warm. Oh! Which is, like, not at all safe or the right way to do that. But it's, like, the the cultural image. That I think that might be a Canada thing. No, it's a, it's a like, Switzerland thing. Oh, okay. How, uh, I believe you. I just have literally never heard of that before. How, how have you heard of St. Bernard's and not seen them with barrels around their neck? I don't know. Isn't Marmaduke, like, Marmaduke or something? Uh, Beethoven? Beethoven, sure. And, like, yeah. I don't know, like, St. Bernard's. Like, I've just watched dog shows and, like, my friends have had them and stuff. Like, I know about St. Bernard's. They're just the horse dog. The bear dog. Yeah, but... Like, you just Google St. Bernard and... Like, four of the images on the first few lines have them with barrels. That's cute. Aww, they have a little... I gotta tell you, I don't think I've ever Googled St. Bernard before. Oh my god, are they the ones that are the ones in the forest? And I think it is. there's a trillion of them? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh my god. Remember that time that there were, like, 20 St. Bernards in a forest? Yeah, here, we'll put that in the show notes. That was a good time to be on the internet. It was. Hold on. Wait, wait. I, I, 
I got it. I'm gonna look at it. <laughs> oh! Oh my god. Up next is Lesquite Saints 2016 update. Oh my god. Are there more? Well, I don't know if they're more, but they're different. Oh my god, there's so many snurfles. <laughs> Just like a roiling, panting mass. It's really, really cute, but purebred dog breeding is so evil. Oh, of course. I don't think these are. I don't know if these are. This is a breeding like group. This, this looks like it might be a rescue, if anything. That's what I'm thinking. Because yeah. they all look so different. That's what I think. I think I've actually looked into it before. Oh yeah, they're fully fenced habitat area. So, okay, so they do have, like, there are puppies, but, like, there are litters born here, but it's not, like, a breeding place. It's just a colony. It's just a, a colony. Bernard colony. Yeah. Weird. Oh, my God. Neat. This is the Hamsteak Podcast. Where we look at dogs and tell you about it. Oh, one of them's peeing. Oh, two of them are peeing. <laughs> Just, like, staring at the camera. <laughs> I love the dignity. All the dignity that dogs don't have. Yeah. Can we talk about Homestuck? Yeah, let's talk about the dog in Homestuck. So, there's no dog. Well, there is a dog in Homestuck, but he's not really a dog. But And he doesn't. he's important later. I need to talk about the Duddle! I have to talk about it. Do you? I can't not. Let me tell you about the Duddle. So Charles Dutton, who is, like, this, like, sports legend of some kind in the Homestuck universe, he's maybe either actually famous for something else, or, like, just a random person and not really famous, but he is, he keeps coming up in the Homestuck universe as a running gag, like, dispensing wisdom. And he's an American stage film and television actor. Sure. Okay. What, what would we know him from? Well, let's check the Internet Movie Database. All right. He was in Alien 3. Good. He was in uh, American Horror Story. Okay. He was in My Name is Earl. Well, who did he play in My Name is Earl? Um, Reggie. Oh, I don't remember My Name is Earl that well. He was in The L Word. Whoa. As Dr. Benjamin Bradshaw. Wow. Um, the Sopranos. So he's like acclaimed character actor Margot, what's her name? Margot <laughs> yeah. Martindale. Sure. Anyway, so this guy, she crosses a poster of him or like a book of him or something with a squiddle and it makes the duddle. And yeah. it's just it's just a a, a squiddle but with like it's it's Charles Dutton's, like, flesh tone and Charles Dutton's face. He was in Are You Afraid of the Dark? It's, so it's this, it's just this horrifying, like, fleshy-looking thing. It looks sort of like when you fill a surgical glove with water and then tie it. Mm. So one of those... like one of those... What? It's like one of those, um, the blobfish. Mm-hmm. God, fuck, it looks exactly like a blobfish with legs. Fleshy, 
six legs. Legs. Oh, gosh. The worst thing that's ever happened to me is one time I had to get a lot of blood drawn all at once for a lot of different tests. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm really, really cold after they took all of this blood out of my body. And they said, okay, hang on a second. And they filled a surgical glove with hot water and dropped it mm. on me. <laughs> Mm. And they were like, here, hold this. <laughs> and I was like, ah. <laughs> and that was the mate the day you met Duddle. <laughs> so, um, so that's not the... Well, that's maybe the worst thing that Jade makes. She's about to make some other cool stuff. She makes um, a proton cannon that she can only use in the Iron Last suit. And that's because, and I saw that it was like a pixel art proton cannon. I've never noticed this before. So I was like, that mm-hmm. looks like a reference to something. So I looked it up. And it is, in fact, the proton cannon from Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Well, there you go. Just FYI. Yeah, I was wondering why it was pixels. Yeah. She can't make it, though. Too expensive. Yeah. But then she makes uh, Johnny Five by accident. Yeah, so Mecha plus uh, Green Sun Gun plus Iron Man equals Johnny Five. She's exasperated by this. Mm-hmm. But then she finishes up, and she's surrounded by all her stuff in classical alchemy sequence fashion. And she says, Happy April 13th, 2009, everybody. So, just in case you needed a reminder... That we are reading. Okay, so this... I don't think this would have actually been posted in the... On April 13th, 2009. Because hang on a second. No, that was the... That's the date it is in the universe. In the universe, right. Let's find out... I want to find out what date it actually was, though. That it was posted. Um... Oh, okay. Do, do, do. Log. Let's be Santa. Um, wait, how do I find out when it was posted? Oh, like that. Uh, so it was actually posted. Oh, so the joke of this is that, um, I didn't even realize this. Like, she's doing, she's like, I'm going to do Christmas for myself because I'm in the snow. Um, except it's April, but in the real world it was Christmas, and this was all posted on December 25th, 2010. Oh, uh, okay, I see. Yeah. Happy Christmas. Yeah. So happy, <laughs> he says, happy April 13th, 2009, everybody. Yeah, that's, that is funny. Yeah. Um, so... Jade is immediately messaged on all seven computers by Mr. Double Squeakly Lines. Yep, he wants to give her a gun, because he has the science wand now, and he doesn't need his gun anymore, but he knows that she is also gun. Yeah, um, so this is Aridin, Yeah. and he he gives her the gun, well, it's Ahab's crosshairs. Mm-hmm. It's like a legendary weapon, and she says, you mean a legendary piece of shit? <laughs> um, but he gives it to her because, like, to help her settle the score with Rose, except 
she doesn't have a score to settle with Rose, and he just assumed because he's awful, and that's how he has social interactions. Well, like, that, and also the fact that, like, the primary, like, girls in his group of friends have scores to settle with each other. Mm. You remember the whole thing with Arania and Terezi and Briska and... Yeah, yeah. But mostly it's because Aridin sucks. Um, and he's a wizard now. Did you know that he's a wizard, but not a fake-ass magic? He's a science wizard. He's, he is, I swear to God, he is so serious about being a science wizard. <laughs> so dead serious. Um, and he's got this wand of white science, which, if you recall, is the wand that, um, Kanaya made for him to make him shut up. Yeah. So um, there's there's a story behind Ahab's crosshairs. Yeah, she recognizes it, and he's like, "What? No, this is like a one of a kind." Um, but she says, "No, like I, I've seen this because it was part of my present to John, that I made with my pen pal." Um, and she reveals that her pen pal claims to be her grandson, and Tavros or <laughs> Aridan says, "What the fuck is a grandson?" <laughs> Yeah, he gets, like, all horrified by, like, human, like... Yeah, he gets, like, squicked out by, like, oh, don't tell me more about your, like, disgusting familial relations. Yeah. Um, but then he goes on to tell her all about how trolls, instead of, um, having, like, all of their genes just be a mix, because, like, if you remember, all troll genetic material just goes into a slurry and is fed into the mother grub. Um, mm -hmm. And Jade says, ew, gross, and he says, oh, grow up. Yeah, right? Basically. Um, um, but so he's talking about how, like, um, trolls, like, this is such bullshit. Like, uh, the majority of their genes tend to come from, like, one ancestor who lived, like, well, long he, ago. Blah, well, blah. he says that's the lore, and, like, they believe that. Yeah. I, like, it's just such, like, BS. Like, it's just people identifying with literature or whatever. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, but he says basically um, that this was his, his hatch right, which is like an heirloom. Yeah. And I kind of like that. his ancestor had it. The, or at least he believes he, he believes. But, so basically his, like, the point is to continue on the work of your ancestor. Right. Um, which might explain why he's bent on genocide and other proclivities of trolls. Yeah, it seems plausible. I mean, it kind of makes sense also if you're, like, if there's no adults even around for you to, like, grab as, like, your role models or whatever, or, or whatever. like, this is a way of, like, I guess directing people to look at history instead, to, like, go dredge up their, like, history and news and stuff, and figure out who they identify with in the world. Mm -hmm. It's like, who am I like? I guess I'll do that. Yeah. Um, something I, just, like, quick that I noticed that I, did, I didn't notice before when Aerodan was talking, mm -hmm. way, way back when he was talking, um, is that he tends to drop consonants at the end of words. Like, he says an and, like, believe in. Yeah. And, like, I just didn't notice that before. I'm not sure if that's an inconsistency. No, it is part of his uh, typing quirk, for sure. It's just that we haven't seen him that much. Yeah, makes sense. So. But it, it is, it's an interesting um, 
contradiction to his kind of demeanor. Yeah, it's I'm not I'm still not 100% sure how that's supposed to read. Um mm-hmm. but it's like yeah, it's supposed to be like he he thinks of him as of himself as this like highly aristocratic person, but he's got this like bizarre accent. I read it as like nebulously foreign but moved to like a bad part of London. <laughs> okay. Accent. All right. I like that. Yeah. So um, then he blows up Jade's laptop. Well, yeah, well so she, I mean, she, she does take his capture code and she does make the gun, but then she throws it out in the trash and then yeah. Aridin blows up her laptop and then she throws that away too. Yeah. And so she basically, she says like, if her grandson is fated to find it, it'll make its way to him. Right. And Aridin's upset because he, I guess, doesn't believe in fate. Yeah. Which is kind of silly, just kind of silly in this universe. Right. Seriously. I mean, that's that's sort of the funny thing about it all is, like, he's definitely a caricature of the, like, you know, angry rational, atheist. Yeah. But, like, it's it's especially hilarious. Yeah, like, the rationalist people. But, like, it's also really hilarious because, like, it's Homestuck. So... Like, there's literally magic shit constantly, inescapably, the crux of this all, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, then there's a couple of, like, fast cuts. Yeah, so we get this kind of um, montage of a countdown at the end of the troll session. Mm-hmm. And it starts at... Uh, the end of the session when they're at the door and it gets broken. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the scratch happens. Um. And we're at 10, and that's 10, 25 hours. 10 minutes, 10 hours, 25 minutes, I think. Or maybe 10 minutes, 20, no, 10 hours, 25 minutes, and some number of seconds before, uh, some event. We don't know what right. yet. Um. And then at 6.12, we see Prospect exploding. Mm-hmm. And then at 5.12, we see Carcat waking up in the lab during the pixel game. Right. And then at 4.13, ho ho ho, we see another scene. Yeah, we see another scene in the lab game, but we zoom in to regular art style, and it is uh, Aradia apologizing to Salex um, because he didn't deserve to get caught up in her turning into someone else's smooch bot, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she hugs him, and then blows up. Bot explodes. Not not on him. It's not like a, she blows right. him up by hugging him. She like hugs him and then quietly. Well, not quietly, but she doesn't damage anything. She just explodes. Yeah, and this is right after um, during the game we saw her like thinking about. If she could, like, explode randomly mm-hmm. without premeditating it or something and, like, trying to see if there was any way to get around fate and being very resigned to that. Yeah. And then not doing it, but now she does. hmm Also, okay, so important little piece of foreshadowing here is that um, 
Solix is like, she's like, I have to go. And he's like, where are you going? And when will you be back? And will I see you again? And she's like, I don't know about any of that. Um, and it's unlikely that you'll ever see me again. But if you do, you won't, like, it won't be with your eyes. Hmm. So just chew on that. Hmm. Um, and then Terezi is sort of unfazed by that, uh, within the next hour, because we're an hour ahead, and she's uh, watching her computer screen, looking at Doom Dave, guy guy sleeping on his slab, in his little green suit. Yeah, he wakes up, and he goes to pester Terezi, and then Jack teleports in and slices him, and teleports out. He slices him? That's not, not a verb I would have thought to use, but... Just... You know, right down the middle, right through the waist. Him, him slice. He's a nice sliced ham. Aww. <laughs> Terezi does um, not appreciate that. Terezi is a sad Yeah, so Terezi cries, um, and Solix was just crying when Aradia blew up. And I think these are the first tears I've seen the trolls have, because I noticed that they're the same color as their blood, but like as a transparent layer on top of the gray. Mm-hmm. So, muted. We did see Tar- Tavros cry also, but he was so covered in blood that you probably wouldn't have noticed if you weren't looking yeah. for him. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, it's like transparent, weird color. She's very sad. Karkat is like trying to comfort her, and she like hurls him off her and like runs away. I didn't read that as him trying to comfort her. No? I was, I, I was like... I read that as him just being confused and, like, not understanding, like, what is this emotion she's displaying. Oh, that's and, like, true. just, like, poking her. Yeah. But then she, like, pushes him away and runs to the teleport pad. You're right. I think that is kind of what it is. He's just like, what's going on? Like, something's maybe not right, and he's trying to figure out what's going on. And she, like, throws him off her. Yeah. I mean, he does poke her face. He does. He's not. Like he's a 13-year-old boy. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> I guess. Like, perhaps, this is, that is not me stereotyping, that is just a developmental thing, is that at that <laughs> age, he's an alien also, but but boys usually are not, their social understanding of emotions is not quite as developed as adults. And mm-hmm. also it develops a little more slowly than girls. This is just a fact. It's just a fact. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little mean-spirited. Overgeneralizing okay. of thirteen-year-old boys. Um, speaking of thirteens, of something. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Jade oh. uses her her specs, and she can use them to see any point in space in the in sphere. And so she checks in on John, and it shows her the Dream John, God Tier John, on the battlefield. So she doesn't know that. John is dead. Right, um, right. Waking John. Yeah, and then he ch- he she checks on uh, Rose, who is on the lava planet talking to someone with a white uh, text bubble. I think we've established already that that's Doc Scratch. I didn't notice until the recap said so. So oh. I thought it pertinent to mention. Okay. Yeah. I just thought it, I just thought it like wasn't telling us who it was. Okay. Um, and then she goes to check on Dave, and there's 13 of him. Yep. 
Um, so first she checks on Dave's sprite, and she just sees the blood-covered pendant. Uh, and right next to that she sees the blood-covered bro. Yeah. After those two fought Jack and lost. And then the, the, count, and, of, the count of Dave's drops to 12. Mm-hmm. And she sees the Dave that was just killed by Jack. Uh, and so, so she sends out an SOS, calling all Daves, calling all Daves. <laughs> some Dave somewhere, please answer me. And Dave answers like, I'm a Dave somewhere. Yeah. And uh, she, she, you know, is like, hey, I saw that your brother died. Like, I'm so sorry. And he's like, ah, uh, it was a weird relationship. And they, like, talk about it a little bit. And he says, um, uh, he's like, uh, if honor among thieves is something, then let's call it camaraderie among ironic rapping roof ninjas. <laughs> Which, like, okay. Like, because if yeah. you recall, like, he had to, like, like, shift all the bombs out of the sink. All the fireworks out of the sink, I guess. And then mm-hmm. their fridge was full of swords. So, if he would, like, make him fight all the time. So, like, it was a weird relationship, but... Yeah. They didn't care for each other. Um, Dave has some intel, because he's from the future in a little bit. Yeah, um, he says that they can't beat Jack, but that Jade is going to have a plan to exile him to somewhere that he can't teleport back from. Right. Um, but he will not, he will not tell her what her plan will be. And he says, this isn't like a troll messing with you thing. You just have to come up with it yourself. And after you do, we can talk about it. Right. And he does mention that, uh, at some point there will be a scratch as an incident, which I believe has been mentioned before that would happen. Mentions... I thought Aradia talked about it. The scratch is in the space-time rift. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, so he does, he alludes to that as well as that's going to happen down the line. Um, So Jade is like, all right, he's like, you're going to do what you're going to do, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and then we're going to talk later. And then, so they end the conversation, and then Jade's like, well, okay, but what am I going to do? So she goes, and she tries to pester Tavros about his idea of communing with Beck, but uh, he's busy being, like, twitching on the floor because he just fell down a lot of stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she has a second yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, so she goes up to the lab on top of her house, um, which has the uh, taxidermy of Harley, the dog, and Jade Harley, the dream self. Um, and it also has the fenestrated viewport, through which she sees a split second of Andrew Hussey peering in. Right, before it goes dark. Um, and she... And she's like, this place is spooky. Yeah. And then she, so she grabs her taxidermy dream self, and she goes, hup, and heaves it into Beck's Sprite. Well, she, she summons Beck with a irradiated steak. Right. And he immediately comes for the food, because mm-hmm. he's a good boy. He's a good dog and best friend. Yeah, and then she just hops herself into the sprite. Um, and now it's Jade's sprite. Now it's Jade's sprite. Wow. And at first she is like, 
smiley, mm-hmm. and then she kind of figures out what that she is that she exists, and just kind of is slightly terrified, and then I can empathize with that experience. Just kind of starts asking, "What did you do? What did you do? What did you do?" Uh, and releases some first guardian energy. So Jade blows up the lab and sends it snowballing down the hill. Jade Sprite. So, yeah, yes. still Jade, but... Yes, that's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, did we point which... out that this is all happening from Gamzee's point of view? No, so that is what we zoom out on. Right, so we zoom out and, like, there's... Well, this is an important image. Um, it's, like, Gamzee's looking at the orb on the top of the tower through his viewport... And there's, in his blood, on the screen, like, two eyes, and the orb is like a clown nose, and then a smile. I didn't realize it was his blood. Yeah, it's his, like, blood color. I forgot that he was purple. Oh, yeah, he's the purple guy. Um, That's an important detail. Um, Yeah. So then we switch to his face, and he's covered in blood. Um, And he's, like, smiling contentedly slash evilly. At uh-huh. this, this image of um, of the tower, and it's the most important character in Homestuck, gazing yeah. on the miracle of a new beginning, which I guess means Jade Sprite. Yeah. Uh, um, then she blows it up. <laughs> what? It's just, it's just a lot to take in. What? The number of ridiculous things packed into that one sentence? Yeah. I just said Jade Sprite. Mm-hmm. And She's here. some other things. She's here. Hello. Anyway, yeah, so she blows up the tower. Um, just try to suspend your disbelief. It's okay. See, the amazing thing is, like, when you're actually reading, when you're, like, mainlining this comic, you, your disbelief is completely suspended. Like, 150%. It is so immersive. Um, oh, no, yeah, for sure. Like, I'm not questioning what's happening. Yeah. I'm just, like... It's just so funny, the the most important character in Homestuck, and it's just, like, a corner of Gamzee's evil grin. It's just so out of left field. <laughs> Man, I guess that's a sensation that I can't, because I've actually been sort of waiting for this moment. It's not hugely climactic, but it's just, it's important. And I've been, like, waiting for it to happen, and I can't even imagine, like, the reaction that you're having at this point. Because the other thing uh, is that, like, I didn't have the same sense of levity when I first read this, so I wasn't like, LMAO what? I was like, oh, shit! Oh my god. Yeah. That's amazing. It was very, like, Game, Th- Game of Thrones season one, like, oh, what? Like. Why wow, he pushed the boy out tower. Yeah. Um. So yeah, then. so. They just kind of drop that on you and then cut away completely um, to the fenestrated wall. Yeah, um, Hussie's like, let's give them some privacy. They have an emotional moment to, to deal with. This is this is Jade and Jade's right. They're about yeah. to have a moment, and uh, so he covers up the fenestrated wall on his side with his uh, Lord English coat. <laughs> Which okay, I wasn't sure. If, I I don't, didn't know that. It just it's like a. A Doctor Who, like a fourth Doctor with the stripy long. That's 
that's scarf. No, okay, yeah, sorry. So that's that is not a spoiler. You are supposed to infer that like the joke is he's wearing this oversized coat because it's Lord English's coat. Okay, because it's way too big. It's too big. So we know that he Lord big. English is. Like, that's what you're supposed to sort of assume. Like, yeah, he's wearing this this thing, and it's because it's flashing colors in the same way that, like, the billiards balls flash, and, like, that's... I can definitely remember, like, the very first time I read it, like, being confused, because I was like, wait, is he Lord English or not? Like, I don't get it. He's not. And he's he's wearing a jacket. He says, no, that would be terrible writing. Yes, it would. (laughs) Which, like, okay. Uh, Sure. Um, So, his... So his study is a painstakingly uh, extracted from Google image search, heavily processed photograph of Carnegie, of Andrew Carnegie's study. That is Uh, more or less a verbatim quote from the narration. Heavily processed, yes. (laughs) Heavily processed photograph of Andrew Andrew Carnegie's study, painstakingly retrieved from Google image search. And it's covered in like streaky blue and green overlay. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which, as it turns out, is thanks to a carapace person in a headscarf who's standing off in the corner holding a little green paint can and wearing Jade's 3am dress that she just made, the 3 in the morning dress. It's this cool, like, black and green, like, spacey-looking dress. And mm-hmm. um, we find out that her name is Ms. Paint. Yeah, it's really good. Get it? Ms. Paint. Because the website is MS Paint Adventures, so it's... Yeah. yeah. It's Ms. Paint. And he's like, thank you, Miss Paint, for being my steadfast companion. Your, like, layered options are great. <laughs> yeah, like, thank you for making the green an overlay so that I can still see all the details of my study. Yeah. Um, Cal is Cal there, is there too. too. Uh, and Hussey is angry that he did not, or he's upset, that he did not put on the nice suit. Uh, they're all wearing, like, felt-themed suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he drags out the the shitty self portrait of himself and puts that in the suit as well. Mm-hmm. This is this is the shitty self portrait from the last recap we got, the one that like flails its arms and legs and types really rapidly because he's like, I need to make another recap, so I gotta flail my arms and legs and type really yeah. fast. And then there's a and little so gag where you can see his flash animation window screen capped, mm-hmm. and he's like, it's not fast and jittery enough. And then he makes it faster and jitterier. Yeah, and we get a recap. We're not going to do the recap. Sorry. No. You can um, read it if you want. It's page 5138. Yep. Yeah, it's um it's pretty pretty straightforward. It's stuff that we've covered recently. Yeah. Uh basically just all of uh act 5 act 2. Mhm. Which is since we went back to the humans after seeing the trolls. Mhm. Um yeah, because the plot points have been coming pretty hard and fast, and they're not going to stop, so it was a good time for a recap, but... Yeah, um, and it, it it is nice to periodically, like, see when everything happened Yes, relative to other things in each person, because it goes, it goes in lumps from each person's point of view. Mm-hmm. So it's especially useful to see what the trolls, what their timeline was right. in, the, in the ten hours leading up to some event. That we don't know yet. Um, but, yeah, it plays out, like, Carcat starting at John's end and going back to his beginning, and then going off to talk to Jade, and then uh, Jade contacting him before, and him not knowing why he wanted, she wanted to contact, contact, yeah, contact him. 
Oh boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was, that was on the spot, man. Contact. Um, um, but yeah, basically it just lays everything out in a nice parsable way. Mm-hmm. It's 10 pages. I copied and pasted it in plain text into a Google Doc and it was 10 pages, so. Have it's fun. also almost all written in white text. <laughs> yeah, um, the action button at the bottom of the page, like to get to the next page, is highlighting all that white text crashed my browser. Which, I mean, I don't know if that makes mechanical sense, but it's funny. It's, I I would believe that in 2009, because it's so long, like, all of that, like, scrolling up by just pushing your mouse to the top, sometimes mm-hmm. that would, like, lock up my browser, if I had to do it for a really long time, especially mm-hmm. back in 2010 or whatever, if I was on, like, a shitty computer. Like, right. I don't know, it wasn't, it wasn't an un, it wasn't a completely unrealistic joke to make, at least. Yeah. Man, it feels, it's weird that, like, Homestuck could, like, push your computer to the limits. Yeah. I mean, I think it's mostly a joke, but, like, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, yeah, that is where we end today. Mm-hmm. So, that was all the hams. Man, there really was a whole lot of nothing. Like, Jade, Jade Sprite took place. Yeah, it was, uh, it was all rising action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just going to keep, honestly, things are just going to keep ratcheting up for the next, like, many hundred pages, so, like, strap in and hold on to your butt and stuff, because <laughs> I'm so dead serious. You know that Cascade is 13 minutes long, right? I didn't know that. It is a 13-minute flash file. Hmm. So, oh, man, we're, like, ramping up to that, um, which I'm excited about. And it's, like, soon, you guys. I don't want to give an exact date because, like, we tend to have life happen and not be able to record episodes for a while. But, um, so we may skip a week here or there, but but it should be happening in the next couple months. Uh, and I do mean couple, like, next two, three-ish-ish. Um, we should get to it. So Wow. Yeah, and it's definitely going to start to feel like run-up pretty soon. So cool. get excited. It's It's going to get... It's going to start getting weird soon <laughs> for Homestuck even. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I'm excited about this, 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 this thing. It's this, this crazy thing. Nice. Yeah. Um, hey Lydia. What? Do you want to answer some questions? Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for sending in questions. Um, if you guys want to ask us, ask us questions, you can do that thing by going to hamsteakpodcast.tumblr.com slash ask, or just go to the main blog and click on the ask button, you know, whatever you want to do. Unless, you can also find us on Twitter, we are at Hamsteak Podcast, because a lot of people don't do Tumblr, that's fine. Um, if you think you have a spoiler, find me, I'm on Tumblr and Twitter, I do try to check my Tumblr now, at least for podcast-related stuff, because I realize some people don't do Twitter either. So you can find me on Tumblr or Twitter, I'm Brickchip, send me your spoilers. We're very amenable to your social media inclinations. Um, yep. Okay, our, fir- okay, our <laughs> first question is from Anonymous. Hello. Who says it's always... Who, who, who says they're always impressed? Let me try that again. I'm always impressed you two are still finding time to do this. It's awesome. 
Thank you. Uh, Alex, from where you are now, do you have any predictions forming about how Homestuck will end? I want to thank that anonymous person. Okay. And Lydia, have you decided if you're going to read ahead or not? Okay, wait, wait, wait. But I need to thank the anonymous person for... Oh, wait, that, that they're still reading? That's still their question? Yeah. Oh, wait, okay, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that. I thought he had gone on to something else. No. Okay. Wait, so how's the whole question go? Sorry. <laughs> he was like, thank you for doing this. Thank you for finding time or whatever. And then, like, they said some stuff. Oh, my God. Is that a cat? That's my cat purring. Sorry. That's Maxwell. That was- no, don't apologize for that. Okay. That was beautiful. <laughs> um, okay. So Anonymous asks, I'm always impressed you two are still finding time to do this. It's awesome. Alex, from where you are now, do you have any predictions forming about how Homestuck will end? And Lydia, have you decided if you're going to read ahead or not? Hmm. Well, okay, so mine's... First of all, I want to say thank you so, so much for saying thank you for finding time, because it's, like, hard. But, um... I really, I appreciate that other people appreciate it, like, uh, yeah. it's, like, really fun to do this, and it's really cool that people listen to it, um, yeah. so thank you, and, yeah, we're gonna keep, keep at it and stuff, I mean, new semester is starting, so we'll see how crazy that gets, but, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. oh, and then, so, am I gonna read ahead? Yes, I am. I'm gonna have to do it in, like, slow little chunks, so I'm only gonna be, you know, a couple hundred pages ahead, or whatever, um, mm-hmm. Although maybe I'll try and do it all in one fell swoop. I don't know. That might be more authentic. Like, read it all and don't take any notes or anything. Because um, mm-hmm. I don't even, man, I don't even remember where I left off. But we also won't get to the place where I stopped reading for another many hundred of pages. Maybe a thousand. So, I'm in the clear. Alex, theory. Um, I, I don't want to answer it. I don't want to think too hard about it. I want to just enjoy the ride. All right. That, hey, that's valid. That's valid. I'm actually, oh man. See, I kind of feel like I don't want to read ahead now that I think of it, because I want to have the experience of reading Homestuck at the same time as someone again. It's been so long since I've had that. Yeah. I, like, want that again. So actually, maybe... I mean, we can we can make the, that decision once we get to where you left off, maybe. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. So. Um... Our next question comes from Quiet Serval. Thanks, Quiet Serval. Uh, if you had a carapace, what would your... If you were a carapace, what would your moniker be? Oh, that's a really good one. Moniker. Hmm. So, okay, this is unrelated, but Alex, did I... You feel free to edit this out. Did, you, did I tell you this, that um, my... So my advisor made a mug for each of us in my research group, and she she gave us, like, a little, instead of our name, it says, like, a little, like, thing that's either, like, it's, like, a little, like, motto or, like, like a, a joke about us or something, like, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. So, like, my friend who both does computer science research and, like, teaches a lot, like, he's really into education, he has a mug that says, I do and teach. Um, and mine says, I do science. Aw. And for some reason that feels like that's relevant to my moniker, but I don't think it actually it is. But I didn't tweet it, and also I wanted to tell you that fact, because I feel nobody's ever made me a mug with a catchphrase on it before. 
Aww. It's got little JPEG artifact on it, too, because she doesn't know how to graphics. Oh my god. It's really, really sweet. Oh my god. It's like the best gift anyone's ever given me. Um, okay, moniker. Think of stuff like Windswept Questant mm-hmm. and stuff. Do you want to do me and I'll do you? Oh, maybe. That might be easier. Yeah. Hmm. I'm coming up with garbage. It's all coming up garbage. Frungible bungible. Hmm. That's what I got. Okay, I'll take it. Because the thing is that I can just take those letters and make it something else in my next uh, life or, like, life stage. Mm-hmm. It's true. So when I you could... inevitably get exiled from your home. Yeah. You as As all... Carapace people are. Mm-hmm. Or at least four are. Um, Do you have one for me? It's okay. Uh, it's also nonsense. Like, Curious Cat. Aww! Thanks. Huh. The Curious Cat. That's so, um, like, meaningful. There you go. Thank you. What a nice question. Um, we have another question from Quiet Serval. Oh my goodness, thank you for sending all these questions, you guys! <laughs> uh, if you had an option to make your own study, like like Hussey's Andrew Carnegie office, what historical figures would you base it off of? Oh, fuck. That's so good. Hmm. I can't think of anyone's, like, study... Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know what their studies look like. Yeah. So how do you know? I bet you Jorge Luis Borges, like... Nice. I bet you his study was cool. Whether it was, like, super minimal, like, just a nice room, like a very simple little room or something, or whether it was, like, a super weird, like, hooky place full of art, I don't even care. I bet you it's a place I would want to be. I like that answer. I'm going to go with Frank Lloyd Wright. Because I have no idea what it looked like, but it was probably cool. Here's my question. Ready? Yeah. He was an architect, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was the guy who made... That house? Uh, the house that Rose lives in. Yeah! Ooh, topical. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, we have a final question from Marionette Quartet, who Ooh. is a new, a new question asker. Hooray! Hello! Welcome! Uh, and they ask, have you guys read any fan ventures? If so, which ones? Do you know what a fan venture is? I can infer. I mean, like, me too, but I don't actually know for sure. Uh, I mean, either, like, something in the style of an MS Paint adventure, mm-hmm. or something, like a... A story specifically taking place in paradox space with the conventions of the game, but with new characters. Right. Like, I would say that, like, Neocosmos, while being essentially a Homestuck knockoff in terms of structure, like, like visual, like, syntactic structure, right? Like, it's yeah. single panels and stuff and text underneath. Like, that's certainly not a fan venture. That's a completely independent fictional yes. entity. Get off of me, cat. But I mean, if it was like 
specifically made with like stick figures and in MS Paint mm-hmm. and like green and black and white. Right. Then it might be a fan venture. Right. Um, so no, I have not read a fan venture per se. Um, I've read a little bit of, this is like way back in the dark ages. I read a little bit of like nuclear stuff, whatever that was. And I read, um, I read some other ones that I don't remember what they were called, but I never read like whole ones. I would just read like, I don't know if those were really fan ventures. It's more like these really sprawling sort of alternate universes. And I, mean, I would that's read thick from inside of. That sounds like what it is. So, so well, because some people uh, would actually do them like in the single panel style, as opposed to like you know, this is on Ao3. I can't believe I just uttered the words Ao3 out loud. I I'm on it right now, looking at nuclear stock. Lord. Uh, the first. <laughs> Stop what. The first uh, one that comes up is uh, lowercase. So the title of this fiction, this fan fiction, is lowercase Fight Club. Uh, it features graphic depictions of violence, and it contains Gamzee Makara slash Dave Strider. Okay, don't listen. Don't shit talk the fandom. Like it sounds. A lot of this stuff, it's going to sound ridiculous, but, like, some... I'm just saying there's, there's so much happening here. There's so much happening there. Honestly, I bet you it's good, though. Like... The first the first rule of Fight Club is that you don't give a shit. Yeah, like... It's... The second rule of Fight Club is it's best to fucking... It's the best... Oh, never mind. didn't even get to say breath play. <laughs> I, okay. Are there any more Thanks for, No, that's it. Thanks for the question, guys. Uh, you can find us on our respective social media. Uh, I'm... Crunchleaf on Twitter and Leaf Crunch on Tumblr. I'm breath Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Sorry about everything. Bye. So sorry.